This is Confessions of a Pastor. A relentlessly real peek behind the scenes of Journey Church in Bend, Oregon. From church in a strip club to a strip mall. Going where Jesus would go to reach people Jesus would reach. The good, the bad, and the ugly. All for the glory of God. A journey of misery and miracles. Your hosts are the founders, Pastor Keith and Kara. There really is hope for everyone. Hey everyone, it is Kara and Keith back with you, Confessions of a Pastor. Come on everybody, it is summertime, my favorite season ever. Yes, the sun is out, the birds are chirping, it's a beautiful thing. I love this. If it was up to me, we'd have summer year-round. Yes, me too. Me too. Although, you know, the seasons do actually make me really appreciate the um, the sun, <laughs> the yeah. seasons that we get. I guess so, but I think I would be grateful if we had it every day, but I don't know, maybe not. I do appreciate the snow on the mountains. So I guess we can't have the snow in the mountains. It's true. With the view it's in the true. summertime. How do you know what uh, summer is without winter? Come on. I guess there's seasons of life too, yeah. Kara. There, is, there absolutely is. You know, what's crazy is we don't stay in the same season. You think it's going to last forever, and then next thing you know, you're old. <laughs> Look in the mirror. Come Some on. wrinkles, gray hair. <laughs> I've got all those things. Spots yeah. in places you didn't have spots. and Right? Speaking of, we have, you know... Teenagers now. Yes. We like we recently talked about. We just graduated one. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. A new she season. She has graduated. Yes. And um, moving gosh, on. Yeah. How exciting that um, to to look forward to her future. Yes. I'm excited for her. That's right. And what we were talking about just this morning and yesterday, we we have really open conversations with our kids about life, about spirituality, of faith. Uh, everything. Part, partly, we ask them a lot of questions <laughs> mm, <laughs> about yeah. their friends and what they're doing and all those kind of things. And one of the things that came up out of that is just where this world is spiritually right now. And there is a young generation that's not looking for religion. Yeah. They're not looking for tradition, per se. Yeah. They're just looking for authenticity. Something real. We had a great conversation with our 16-year-old son who yes. is... A highly intelligent. He's an analytical thinker. Um, he's uh, he's got wisdom beyond his years. But he, you know, we had a good conversation with him about what the gener- Gen Z, um, you know, is really after. Yeah. And they want, like you said, they want authenticity. Yes. Uh, they want something real. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, he, he was speaking very kindly of of the church that you know he's always known, and with it that we founded really yes. that it's it's a place that's that's um welcome that's welcoming to all walks of life mm. that i think his words were something to the effect of um it, it it's welcoming to the the most broken parts of humanity come on and that to him speaks at very deep levels i think in a positive way amen because this generation they're not looking for what the previous generations have had because they've grown up with social media. And for those of you who do not have teenagers, when they're sharing pictures to social media and with one another, they're not pretty pictures. No, they're like pictures of uh, inside their nostrils and <laughs> like their eyeballs. Their forehead. Yeah. They're, they're literally taking pictures of their pimples and, <laughs> you know, posting them. with The very thing that our generation tried to oh, yeah. hide this generation is almost rejecting 
false beauty, yeah. fake um, filters. Yeah. And they almost just want to show with one another, like, I'm real, you're real. Yeah. Uh, let's take an awkward picture. I mean, they, they, they post pictures of each other at parties and they're not smiling. They're not in their most beautiful poses. They're just real raw and just raw i think that's a reflection if we take that social media and and this generation's been been raised in it and if we were to reflect that to the heart of what's next in this world Mm -hmm. they want authenticity yes and i I just want to speak over the future generation and say god would you work in this generation in an authentic way Mm -hmm. you know last year when we went on sabbatical for three months we were able to attend a different church than we've ever known because all we've ever known is Journey Church. I've been the lead pastor of that church. Yeah. So it's just been a different dynamic to attend church as a family when you're, yeah. when, you know, for the kids, when your dad's the lead pastor, for you as my wife. There's always this kind of weird connection. But when we attended a church and we, we were nobodies, mm-hmm. uh, it was an interesting dynamic because the kids, we loved that church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we loved the music, the, the preacher. But the kids, they weren't a huge fan. No. And they weren't a huge fan because I think it was the first Sunday we were there. First or second. That yeah. They were offended by one of the jokes yeah. from the pastor. Mm-hmm. And it was a joke just tied it. It was a natural. It wasn't a prepared joke. It was just, it was a part of his sermon and it offended them. Yeah. At a very deep level, they were offended by it. And we had many conversations regarding that spirit of offense or what, what had happened. Like, come on guys, you could still learn something from this. But, but one of the things that came out of that for me, Kara, and this was huge. And I still, this is a burden on my heart and I I need to make this a a more regular, consistent prayer for my kids and this generation is that they would experience God. That was my prayer that they would experience God, not be religious, not have to go to church, not hear a sermon and just try to learn information, but they would, there would be Actually, a tangible experience, the, yes. the, the weight, the glory yes. of God would Amen. be so real and tangible. So, so therefore, church would not be about what a preacher says, how good the music is. It would be wanting to encounter and meet with a living, real God. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think we're getting real serious glimpses of that currently yeah. at Journey Church mm-hmm. since we've been back. We're, we're seeing things we've never seen in our lifetime. Yeah. I mean, people literally healed of lymphoma, people literally, their backs being healed. Yeah. We're witnessing healings physically like Jesus did in the Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But then also, we are experiencing just an intimacy with God that we've never had before. Mm. And it's, you know, it's glimpses of revival, much like what we saw with the, um, oh, what was that college? Had oh, Asbury. Asbury, much yeah. like what we've yeah. seen there. The, just a hunger for yeah. worship and intimacy and prayer. I mean, w- without a lot of hype, mm-hmm. just something authentic and real. Yeah. But I'm not settling for that. I want more. Mm-hmm. I want more for our kids. I, I want them to to drive this, to yeah. to wake up and want this, to, mm-hmm. to go to sleep praying this. Yeah. I, it just has been, you know, we're at the season as they're getting ready to be unleashed as adults and out of our home that I'm just really deeply longing for more. And, yeah. and as I pray for them, the good news is I get to experience it as well. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> this amen. isn't just something that 
I'm praying as something for somebody else. It's like, I believe as we're working through this, my heart's being changed. Yeah, totally. And I mean, there's just, it's just undeniable when you have, when you are actually marked by God, like mm. <laughs> on a very deep level, when you have an experience with God that mm. is life transforming, you're, you don't, you're not the same. Like yes. you walk out of that moment different. Yes. And that's, that's been our prayer for our kids yes. is, is to have something, to experience something so real, uh, mm. nothing, Nothing that um, the traditions of man can can produce Come on. in them, yes. um, but literally something that is only by the Holy Spirit, yes. by God, um, that marks them on such a deep level that that you know they would just hunger for the things of God for the rest of their life, and that's been our prayer. This transcends family traditions, yes. denominations, yes. all the arguments that are happening right now. I mean, for those that may not be aware, the Southern Baptists are meeting at a convention and are debating and arguing. We were a part of a denomination that, frankly, we just got tired of yeah. the lack of authenticity and spirit-led um, yeah, reality. I mean, yeah, we, and it's it's the sideways uh, energy that just it's so um, counterproductive to yes, the things to the kingdom. Of, to the kingdom. It is so counterproductive. This world needs the real Jesus yes, to be the amen. head of the church. Yes, we need the Spirit to lead the church. We need to point people to our heavenly Father. Enough of this bickering back and forth. And I get it. It's it's about doctrinal issues that right. there's disagreements, and and so there's. There's a, a power of um, aggressive defense yeah. for doctrine. But I, I really, mm. we've talked about this here on the show. We should not be known for what we are oh, against, but what amen. we're for. Amen. You cannot um, change the foundational truths of doctrine. Uh, we should hold fast to them. Paul spoke often about warnings against false teachers and uh, false heresy and doctrines that are not true. He talked about those things, but more than that, he talked about faith, hope, yes, love. Exactly. I mean, he really did empower the churches and the people he wrote to. He was more well-known for what he was writing for than what he was against. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I, I, I want to renew that and revive that in my heart, in the church today. Yeah. I'm and believing I, that. I, yeah, I agree. And I think, I think we need a renewal of, of um, our faith being something that is... Um, that you can't separate from our action. Mm. You know, our... our our faith is not just studying the scripture or yes. um, uh, coming up or, or you know, um, defining good doctrine. It, it literally needs to be something that moves us yes. to action yes. every single day. Come on. And until we get there, yeah. um, the traditions of man will always um, uh, be a priority. And they're, they're going to let the world down. There's a place where you can be a part of a tribe, whether that's a church, a denomination, or a, a religious group. We all want to be a part of something. But, yeah. but at the end of the day, it dis, it's, it's not enough satisfaction of the soul. It's yeah. not what we're created for. We weren't created for religion. We were created for eternity. Oh, yeah. and, and I don't... I, you know, I don't know if the church speaks enough about eternity, about heaven, about eternal life, about the hope of salvation, mm. the hope of glory, yeah. about getting to be in God's presence. For me lately, it's been a reality watching people uh, suffer, watching people die. Mm. Um, I shared with you yesterday, I, I spent some time with a beautiful woman in our church who's on hospice care, yeah. and she asked me this question 
that was so wonderful. I just wish we would all ask this question, what's it going to be like? Mm. Implying heaven. Mm. She's put her faith in Jesus. She has the hope of eternal life. And if we live for that, it puts yeah. everything else into perspective. Absolutely. Why did Paul talk so much about suffering? Because this world is so temporal and short that suffering is worth it compared to the yeah. hope of eternal life. Yeah. And that, that's what we should be living for, living for getting to be with Jesus and trying to invite as many people yeah. onto that journey of salvation and eternal life as possible. Amen. And, and, we, and we need to reframe our suffering too yes. in this culture. I think we, the American way is to do everything we can to push the pain away. And mm. there's, there's actually transformation in the pain that you cannot have without the pain. So we need to reframe the suffering mm. to say, this is actually, I, 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 I know I'm going to suffer. Yes. And it's so, the Bible is so clear about mm. our suffering. Um, but it, it always should lead to hope, yes. you know, to a refining that, um, brings us closer to glory. Mm. And, and again, this is, this place is not our home. We are, we are, made for so much more. And I, it reminds me of, I had a good conversation with someone yesterday. I, I was meeting at their house and they're, you know, considering selling their house. And we just had a really good conversation. And, and I, I asked him, so what is your aim in, you know, in, in, cause they have a beautiful place mm. that, that has all kinds of stuff to offer. I, you know, what is your goal? The why? Yeah. Why, why are you selling? <laughs> why will change the motivation of everything yeah. you do? And so I just, I just, why? I just flat out asked him, why are you guys selling this? Okay. And, and he looked at me and he said, this is not our home. Mm. That, we live for something more. Mm. We want to give more. Okay. We want to do more in Africa. Mm. Like literally their answer was something that was so beautiful. Praise God. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> well, this person I visited on hospice, I had heard through someone in her small group that when, right, either when she got put on hospice or was going into it, she knew it. And she made a comment to her small group. If I've got six months to live, how can I make the mm. most of my time for the glory of God? Mm. That was her reality, is how can I glorify God with what I have left? Yeah, it's so good. And it is. It's such a perspective. Carrie, you were just preaching, and you've got a calling and anointing on your life. I'm watching it like bloom. It's just beautiful. What you were just describing reminds me of Romans 5. Mm. It just one of my favorite scriptures, maybe because it's spoken so much to me the last few years, Romans 5. I want to read the long text. Friends, stay with me here because this is gold. Uh, Paul, the apostle, along with Timothy, writes to the Romans. And Romans chapter 5, verse 1 says, Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So let's start there. The world should see peace in the believers in yeah. Jesus. Shalom. The shalom. Yeah, shalom. This is enough of the, yeah. the angry, aggressive, yep. fear driven Christians, yep. but Amen. because we've been justified by, because we have salvation, we have peace with God through, through Jesus. But here's the good part. Through him, we've also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So we ought to be going around rejoicing in the hope of the glory of God. Glory, man, oh, just yeah. the, weight the weight of, of who glory, God is. Right? For, for the listeners that don't know, the, the glory 
It reflected in, in the Hebrew scriptures, if we go to the Old Testament, there, there was just a weight there that we, uh, we see over and over in the Proverbs, the fear of the Lord. It was this reality and awe and beauty of God that was beyond comprehension. Yeah. That when you experience it, it stops you in your tracks. Mm-hmm. It changes who you are. Mm-hmm. So we ought to be rejoicing in the glory of God. Now, here's this backwards message in our culture today. Not only that, do we rejoice in hope. Not only do we have peace with God. Not only that, he says in verse 3 of Romans 5, we rejoice in our sufferings, mm-hmm. knowing that our suffering yep. produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. That's right. Hope does yeah. not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. So here we got this reality that really we need to remind each other of. Friends, we need to remind each other. It is okay if we suffer because we can rejoice in it. It won't be wasted by God. Yeah. And All this suffering. is a hope in the living God. I mean, yes. this is this is a genuine hope. This is not just yes. something that's in our mind. Yes. I mean, this is a, a tangible, real mm. hope that we have in the living God. Come on, Kara, we were just talking about Gen Z, our teenagers, and as we talk about this, and, and the, the world is confused right now as we are arguing with sexuality on what is gender, what is sexuality, um, what is a relationship, what is marriage. There are all these arguments about these things, and we are fighting so hard for this. But if we would come to the reality, listen, what you're suffering, let's just say same-sex attraction, homosexuality, uh, whether gay or lesbian, if the church would say, listen, if you are struggling with this, that's a real struggle. Yeah. So instead of condemnation, uh, yeah. can we just start with say, can we rejoice in ourselves? Let's yeah. just, t- that's a struggle for you. I may not understand your struggle, but let's just start with struggling is not the absence of God. It can actually lead to the hope of God. Yeah. So, so if, if we would just try to not only sympathize with people who are not like us, but empathize yeah. and say, listen, if, if people are struggling with this right now, we're not going to run from struggle. We're not going to argue yeah. through struggle, but rather we're going to try to empathize. And what I want to do is point you to the truth of God yeah. that even if you had to str- struggle your whole life, your life is not wasted. Yeah. God made you. And we he all, loves you. I mean, you. we all struggle over something, right? Amen. So let's just Come on. D- name all the sins, right? <laughs> and, and the struggle, I, I would also like to add that the struggle alone is not sin. <laughs> it, it's the, the... Explain that. Okay, so... What? How would I explain that? I don't know. Help me understand. (laughs) The the, the battle uh, over temptation of something that Mm. is in opposition to a a holy God is not sin. It's when we act on our... Come on, that's a good word. It's when we act on it, right? Like we all struggle with something. Yes. Oh, that's so good, Kara, because we live in a world that's counter the truth of Jesus. In fact, it's not just counter, it's aggressively anti-Christ. It's anti-Jesus, which by the way, the scriptures tell us will happen. These are the last days and we ought not be surprised. We should celebrate that we're living in those. So when we are challenged by that, we meaning you and me and every one of our listeners and our friends and family, when they struggle with that, what you're saying is the struggle itself, the temptation, is not the evil. The evil right. is when we give in to the temptation. Yes. Jesus taught us to pray against that. Yeah. Lead me not into temptation. Yeah. Uh, so that, that is me. such an important point. So just because we're tempted to think, to, to do, to yeah. act, yeah. to live a and certain way. And the church way. has been really good about condemning 
um, certain groups of, of sins, you know? And so I just wanted to make that clear that yes, whatever um, you're struggling with today, we all struggle with something, yes. all of us, So the goal, none of us are exempt from this. The goal is to live righteously. And the only way to live righteously is not your good works. It's not your good deeds. It's not you living and being righteous. It's Christ living in you. Yes. It's, it's surrendering to the Holy spirit. So when that temptation comes, yes, exactly. that it's a battle to go back to your old person. It's yeah. a battle to live like everyone else. Yeah. But when you give in to the Holy Spirit yeah. and walk in obedience, he transforms our amen. Mind, Come right? on, you you grow yeah. in the knowledge of God. You grow in your faith. You grow in your hope. You grow in the love of God. That God loves you. That 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 temptation is not the lack of God's love. It's an opportunity to surrender to God's yeah, love. Yeah, exactly. And then and and in our weakness, He's made strong. Yes, Amen. Um, yeah, I mean, it, our our weakness allows Him to to be the power. You know, wow. to to. Um, take over. Mm. That's that. This is a good conversation right here. I wonder what does that look like for Gen Z, for millennials. Uh, we're a part of Gen X. Uh, maybe we have some baby boomers out there. But what what does that look like in our world today? That is so loud with a message that's contrary to yeah. living for Jesus. How do we? I mean, I'm, I'm actually genuinely asking, I guess I'm asking our listeners as well, how do we teach the future generations, the, the ones after even Gen Z, the alphas, the, what are we doing to teach them to live and to walk in obedience of God's word and, and the Holy Spirit, to walk by faith, well, not I, by sight? Yeah, and I think part of it comes back to what we earlier talked about mm-hmm. was we, we need to lead the way oh, good. for the generation. Yes, for the generations behind us, our our kids, come on, um, you know, we need to lead the way in, in such a way that they see God for who He really is. Come on, not for what the church in America has created okay. Him to be. Okay, we need to open our scriptures and we need to read it and we need to believe what it says mm. that God is who He says He is. He can do what He says He can do, and we need to be in awe of okay. His holiness, of His glory. I think we've, I think this culture has lost a reverence for God. Yes. We have made, we have made. Jesus, God, something that's very soft and yeah, something uh, he, we can understand. He, well, he is the mm. lamb. He's also the lion. Come on. And so this generation needs to know, yes. I believe, the holiness and the reverence of God. And it starts there. So what I hear you saying is the answer is not telling them or 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 making them or whatever the case might be to live in obedience. The answer is you put it into practice. Absolutely. You, let this be authentic for your life. So yes. uh, the repentance starts in our hearts. Absolutely. Then we're able to model it yes. and bring them into this journey. Yes. Of, it reminds me, this week I'll, I'll be preaching out of 2 Timothy 1, and I'll be finishing that chapter. And Paul, at the end of that, as, as he tells Timothy, fan into flame the gift yeah. that God's given you. Uh, don't have a spirit of fear, but uh, of power and love and self-control. Then he says, don't be ashamed of the Lord. Don't be ashamed of me and chains. And then he goes on to say near the end of the chapter, he says, follow me. Yeah. Follow the patterns of yeah. my sound doctrine. Yeah. Essentially, if I was to paraphrase it, do what I'm doing. Yeah. And that, I think, to is lost. To be able lost. to say that is amazing. It is, because a lot of people today, parents today, and I see the worst of this because there are so many secret sins. Swinging has become normalized in our society. Smoking cannabis has become normalized in our society. Over drinking is normal. There's so yeah. many things that our peers are doing yeah. secretly. Pornography is rampant yeah. t- today in every sphere. 
So what's happening is we want the next generation to be holy, but we're not doing what Paul is doing. Mm. We're not telling our kids, listen, I'm not just telling you to do something. I'm asking you, look at my life and do what I do. Yeah. I, I want you to be willing to suffer in chains like I'm suffering. And yeah. I want you to recognize that I may not be perfect. I mean, Paul was the one to Timothy in his first letter that says, I am the worst of sinners. Yeah. I acted out of ignorance. I am the chief, I am the worst yeah. of sinners, but by the grace of God, yeah. I am no longer a sinner. I'm no longer defined by my sin. Yeah. That's how he's able to tell Timothy now. And they journeyed together for yeah. nearly 20 years, laboring and ministry, yeah. which is, by the way, about what you have as a parent. And, and Paul, I would say, adopted Timothy as his son. Because Timothy came from a, a non-believing father's uh, home. Yeah. His mother was a believer. She was yep. Jewish, uh, came to faith in Jesus. His grandmother was a believer, but his dad was Greek. Yeah. And as a result, he, he was influenced by a father that didn't follow in the footsteps of Jesus mm -hmm. or the scriptures. And Paul then adopted Timothy as <laughs> really a, a spiritual son. Yeah. And it's beautiful. About the time that we have with our children, Paul had with Timothy. Yeah, that's and cool. second Timothy, I am just like, this book is blowing me away because these are his last words. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what are the la what do you really want your kids to know? And we're we're wrestling that with right. McKenna, she's 18. Yeah. What do we all we and I'm going to speak for you, correct me if I'm wrong, all we really want her to know is the truth of Jesus. Yeah. Not religion, yeah. not man-made church. Which that, brings me to something that I keep thinking in my mind, okay. something that um, that I mentioned to you, I don't know, maybe about a week ago, because I just I, uh, it, it's something I've thought a lot about. And um, what spurred it on was our son gave a um, message at youth group, mm -hmm. I don't know, a month or so ago. And he did the message. They did a, uh, a student takeover of, of the ministry. It was super cool. He did this message. And Shout it was a, out to Pastor Ryan yeah. and his leaders. And it was a yes. phenomenal, he gave a phenomenal message. It was, it was beautiful. And he started it by saying, it, it was in a joking way, but it was, but he was, but it was very serious and it was a good catch mm -hmm. for, for the, his his, you know, peers, but it was essentially like, who doesn't like Jesus, you know? Mm. And, and so I, then I, you study the life of Jesus and you're like, this guy was like, mm. everyone, like everyone likes yeah. Jesus except yeah. the religious people. Right. But right. The, the, the people that were sick, mm. the, um, the, the people, the Tax unclean people, right. fishermen, <laughs> the yeah. blue collared workers. Yeah. yeah the, the, the women that were authentic and hardworking, yeah, he was he was a liberator of all people. He was, and so it, and my point in saying that is, I think another thing mm. that that we need to lead for the generations behind us is we need to be more like Jesus. Come on, <laughs> you know, like like what we talked about earlier. The church is, has been historically more known for what we're against yes. and what we condemn than yes. what we're for. Everybody. The people that came into contact with Jesus, he healed yeah. them. Yeah. He loved them. He liberated them. Come on. He he gave women value in a culture where they had been stripped of their value. Oppressed. Yeah. No voice. He, yes. he 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 touched the unclean and made them clean. Mm. He brought order out of chaos. Like mm. he was just everyone loved Jesus except the Pharisees. Uh, children the religious people. Were sitting on his lap. Yeah. And and although even the closest to him wanted to stop the children, children were drawn to him. Yeah. If there's something our kids need in this world today is we don't need to talk about what's wrong with the next generation. No. We need to point them to the person, Jesus yes. Christ, yes. and that, that there's a place on his lap for you. Exactly. <laughs> he loves you. And where the church has failed, where there has been uh, horrific acts 
evil acts against kids in the church, that mm. is not Jesus. No. The real Jesus is one that embraces, that liberates, that releases you from sin, gives you identity, gives you purpose, calls you. Yeah. Uh, and, they, and, he, and he also says, go and sin no more. Yes. Right? He meets yes. us in our mess. Yes. He restores our mess. Yeah. And, then he, and then he sends us out and says, don't do it again. He, he replaces <laughs> our sin with his righteousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we need to armor up this generation with the armor of God, not in a Western way that we understand war, but in the biblical way with the, the reality of Jesus, yeah. you know, the truth of Jesus, the righteousness of Jesus, the salvation of Jesus, the gospel of peace of Jesus, our faith in Jesus, the, the, the Word of God, the, the Spirit. I mean, that, that's, that's where we're going to see revival in this generation. Do you believe we're going to see it in our lifetime, Kara? A, oh, a I new pray great for awakening? It. I'm, I'm praying for it. I, yes, I, I will say yes. I mm. do believe that. I, mm. I, I, I think God hears our prayers. Wow. I, you know, I'm, I'm bipolar when it comes to um, my vision. Uh, I'm a visionary. I love to dream big. And some days I'm just like, we're going to see it. And I get to be a part of it. And then other days I'm, I'm that Debbie Downer of, oh, why do we live in such a dark day? Um, but I'm going to stand in agreement with you. Let's see revival and a great awakening in our day. In our day. And light shines brightest in the darkness, right? And Lord, start with us. Yeah. Start with us. May our kids, may it start with them. May it just be authentic today, right where you are. I just, I even ask that you would pray in your heart, Lord, start with me. Mm -hmm. Start a revival within me. Remove sin within me. Remove any thoughts that aren't of you. Get rid of any ungodliness. Remove any unclean spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit today. What What a prayer that we would pray. And then you got to take those actions. <laughs> yeah. You can't stop there. Yeah. Now you got to continue. Yeah. You got to get into the word. You got to obey the word. You, you got to put it into practice. Yeah, exactly. Pray. We need to pray a lot. Yeah. We need to repent. Yes. Um, and yeah. you know what's cool about this is if you do that over time, at first it doesn't seem like there's, there's much transformation, maybe even none. But as we talk with the staff every Tuesday, we tell stories. We have story time. It's not like story time like at the library. We tell authentic, real-time stories. And the reason we do that is we have said at Journey Church, how are we going to measure success? Mm -hmm. Is it by money, that we get enough money to pay our bills and we're giving money? Is it money? Uh, Some people, that's the budget is measure of success. Is it how many people are there? For some people, it's people. Are we growing? You know, so so it's it's the butts in the seats. And for some people, it's the building. Look how big our building is. Look how beautiful it is. So uh, we got building butts and budgets. That, that's typically the measure of success in this world, even in businesses. But we've chosen to say the measure of our success are people. Yeah. Because the church is made up of the ecclesia, it's the assembling of the saints, it's the gathering of God's people. So people need to be transformed by Jesus. Yes. That was a little preface just to tell you, listeners, that we tell stories every Tuesday. Everyone is required on our staff to tell a story of transformation in Jesus. Yeah, it's become one of my favorite one of my favorite parts of my week. Amen. I, I love it. And what I, I, I want to just stress is these stories didn't just happen out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. There, there's this long journey of obedience. And then often we get to see this 
epiphany with the big joke right now is what a coincidence <laughs> because I've been praying, praying, right? praying, praying, praying days, weeks, months, even years of prayer. Yep. And then out of nowhere, God does what God does. He transforms, he heals. There's a miracle. Someone yeah. comes to faith. There, there's just these wild radical stories of transformation yeah. that we get to celebrate. And they didn't just happen. You know, it was us stepping into it's intercessory prayer, praying for other yes. people. It's it's taking the risk of inviting people. I mean, we're hearing stories of, you, you know, uh, 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 one story, for example, was a guy that's coming to church. His mom doesn't go to church. She started to watch on TV, feeling safer. And then eventually she came to church. I think it was last Sunday for the first mm -hmm. time. And it's like, you don't really understand the weight of that unless you're the one that's been praying that your mom would come to church. Yeah, absolutely. And she says, no, 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 no. And then eventually, for one reason, one day, I don't even know the backstory, she says it or he invited it or whatever the case might be, when that person comes to church, you realize, wow, God, you did hear my prayers. Mm -hmm. And it happens on your timing, in your way, and God authentically changes lives. I mean, just the transformation of families, of relationships, of even people's hearts and souls. I mean, here's a story. Uh, a guy in our church, he got baptized last June. He keeps reminding me because he just had his one-year anniversary of his baptism. Mm, cool. And he has struggled with alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. And... He wanted to overcome it. He eventually confessed it to me a few months ago, came up to me and said, Pastor, I, I don't want to do this. Could you pray for me? Mm. I prayed for him several times, several times. He's born again. He put his faith in Jesus, got baptized last um, June 2022. He was sober, I think, for, I want to say 90 days. It was the longest he's ever been sober in his adult life. And he relapsed at some point, I think while we were on sabbatical or something like that then continued to have a hard time getting sober. He almost died a few weeks ago, and I got to see him when he was being checked out of the hospital. And that day, this is such a cool story, and we're going to bring the, this person onto our podcast. I called this person in our church who is a, an interventionist for a living. We've worked with him yeah. a number of times in our church, meaning people hire him to help someone who's in addiction to get them Help. help. Yeah. yeah, to get them sober. And he does to get a great job. Yeah, he, and he's he comes. <laughs> he was an addict. Yeah, I say was. I don't know what the proper language yeah. is an addict, but he struggled with it. His wife struggled with this. An incredible person. We're going to bring him on this podcast to interview him because I called him and just asked for help. It's not the first time. It's usually in desperate times. Yeah, when a mom comes to me and their kid's addicted to hardcore drugs or something, I usually call him and say, "Help, <laughs> help!" And he did. He helped, and I, I would just. Fast forward the story, the next day, someone else in our church takes him to rehab. And it's so cool because at rehab, he got to the root of why he drinks. Mm. And it wasn't a faith-based rehab center, but it was for him and his personal life. He was led by the Spirit, focused on Jesus, and he got to the root of why mm. he drinks. And I just texted him last night and said, how you doing? Because mm. uh Today's Friday. It'll be one week today he's been back. Oh, wow. And he's like, I'm doing better than ever. He's like, wow. I'm still sober. I haven't messed up. I'm walking in Jesus. He got to the root of it. Yeah. And I, I share that story. Here's why. And it might seem like a long story, and I do get on rabbit trails, but here's my point. There was a long, long, long suffering journey to get to the place of sobriety today 
And he has more joy and purpose and life in his eyes. Mm. He, he, yeah. he has a dysfunctional relationship with his daughter who also struggled, whom I worked with, who today is sober. And I believe God's going to reconcile that relationship. Mm. And it didn't happen overnight. It happens in a long step of obedience, confessing sin, willing to invite the Lord to get to those deep, deep places, which brings us back to how we started this conversation, to have an authentic faith. Yeah. To have a real experience with God. Not fake it so that everybody thinks you got your crap together yeah, at church the point on Sunday. Of that? Yeah, it's it's miserable. Yeah. Because you get inspired by the word of God, but you know what you did last night. You know that you were drinking all night. You know who you are. And so you're trying to look good to other people. It's a crappy life yeah. to live in sin and not be set free yeah. from those shackles that are holding you back. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was gonna say was when we live in sin, we're we're um it's death. Like mm. it's, the wages of sin is death, right? Oh, so it, it, it leads us to a life that is no life at all. Mm. So to you know to, to strive to um, put uh, put to death the things of the flesh and mm. to live in the spirit. It's oh. it's really a beautiful thing because Amen. it's 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 something so much more than what the church has made it to be. You know, yes. like oh you're you, you know you you're stop your sin and you know it's it's literally it's it's literally getting rid of the filth and yes. allowing the light, mm. you know, being, being a, a child of the light yes. and, um, walking in life and not death. Amen. Well, I am so grateful for this conversation. I believe this is a prophetic message for our generation. Um, our generation, meaning those who are alive today, that we would experience the life-giving power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, that even if we suffer, we would suffer for the glory of God and ultimately, it would come down to experiencing more of who God is. Yeah. I believe that today, and I'm, I'm believing this is going to be a continued message as we, we haven't had any guests yet, but we're going to have guests on yeah, this podcast. Yeah, we need to. We're going to have some guests on here. Uh, I, I just spoke about one we're going to have. We're going to have some of our staff come tell yeah. some stories. We've even talked about inviting our kids on here. I would love to do that. Our kids uh, are pretty awesome people. Confessions of pastor's kids. Yes. Because they've seen the good, the bad, the ugly yes, they have. of their parents. Yeah. You know, they've seen the good, the bad, the ugly of the church. Mm. They've seen it all. And so uh, we, we, we would love to have them come share just a voice. Um, that's going to happen soon. Yeah. Maybe the next uh, couple of weeks, we'll have them as a guest. But this has been a great conversation for this seventh episode yes number seven of confessions lucky number of a seven. you lucky said you said number seven. six was lucky <laughs> number seven is is a good number in scripture it is it's, it's the number of completion yes. the number of holiness yes. um, our god is is the god of seven he is complete he is holy 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 yes he is uh, we talk about the seven spirits of god meaning god is the complete perfect holy spirit mm. uh so much sevens in the scripture that are, that are good yeah. seven days of the week god created he did it in a perfect order mm -hmm. yes yeah, so so much goodness so seven hey friends i hope you made it to the end of this podcast <laughs> because if you did uh, i believe god's going to bless you today just send in a donation of <laughs> oh my goodness i'm just kidding there's nowhere to send a donation <laughs> and 
number seven is not lucky, but you can look at the power of how God speaks through numbers, through the scriptures, and the significance of meaning, and it ultimately will point you back to the person, Jesus Christ, who God is, that you can know him personally in your life. So wherever you are today, if you don't know the Lord right now, would you invite Jesus into your heart? Would you confess sin and invite the Holy Spirit to work in your life? We have one God in three persons, a triune God, perfectly. You can know that God today. Uh, I just am so in love with him because he loved us. Uh, Thanks for joining us today. Kara, do you have any closing thoughts on this seventh episode? I always ask you, expecting just a deep thought that's been marinating (laughs) that you're like, oh, I've been meaning to say this. Oh, I don't know. I keep trying to think of a question to ask you, actually. Mm. Well, I I was speaking to this. I'm going to say this. The last episode we closed with, I wanted to make sure our listeners knew that I I don't beat you. I don't hit you. I don't touch you. (laughs) I was a strong advocate against domestic violence. We've had it personally in in my family and and I've ministered to people in our church. It's serious. I don't mean to joke about it, but I I joked about it last week because you bumped your nose. I did. And we were worried that it was going to turn into two black eyes from McKenna's graduation party. Right. And you'd never got those black eyes. No, I didn't. My nose is still sore to this day. Okay. (laughs) still sore, but I did, I don't believe that I broke it or had uh, black eyes from it. So So I had a spirit of fear, which I shouldn't have had. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power love (laughs) and self-control. So (laughs) listeners, just so you know out there, I uh, did have someone text me and ask about my nose. Oh, funny. It was pretty cute. (laughs) (laughs) But we did talk about generosity in the last episode and we said, text us, email us, let us know if you're being generous today and how you were generous. Did you make cookies for the trash guy? Did you uh, love on a waiter or waitress with a large tip. What did you do in your life? And we would love to hear those stories. That's one way we put into practice uh, hope and and sharing that with with others in our lives. There truly is hope for everyone. Um, What a great conversation this has been. And we just appreciate you, our listeners. It's been really fun to do this. It's free therapy for us. So uh, thank you for allowing us to have this open conversation. It is unscripted, so we never know where God's going to take this. But we're so grateful that God is for us and not against us. And if that's the truth, uh, man, we ought to be living in that and walking in that. You are more than conquerors, my friends, uh, through Jesus Christ. So, hey, thanks for joining us. Until next time, bye. Thanks for joining us on the journey of confessions of a pastor. Please hit subscribe and rate. We are better together. See you next time.